We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. Dan, I need a quick clarification. Did I hear anywhere in Jennifer Naramore's weather forecast where she said 20 below? For the wind chills, yes. The wind chill, 20 yeah, below. It's going to be it was two the degrees way tomorrow morning. That our friend, uh, old Naramore, dropped it. Da, 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 da. Like, she was like a dispatcher describing an axe being yeah. thrown at someone. <laughs> Just very matter of fact. 20 degrees below zero for the wind chill. Zero. As we're moving yeah. to today and into tonight, we'll see a lot of clouds streaming in, and we cannot rule out some patchy snow showers or flurries. Right now, we're not expecting major snowfall here, maybe up to a trace. A little bit further to the north, or maybe about a half inch up to an inch of snow. Temperatures for the rest of today. Well, that was a buzzkill. That was not the same uh, weather report. No, it was not. Just picture her saying what she just said, but throwing out 20 below. And then Scott looks at me and he goes, did she just say 20 below? (laughs) She's not going to get excited, you know? No! And, you know, we've been here. We've done this before. I know. We're going to be all right. The the bottom falls out overnight. When you wake up tomorrow morning, it will be... Four degrees. Yeah. It's All like right. the pilot Four. in L.A. Uh, we have a man flying next to our jet right now. Yeah. A man? Yeah, a man. No excitement whatsoever. <laughs> uh, Kansas City, prepare to hear a big thunk. That will be Dana's jaw hitting the desk. <clears throat> the L.A. Innocence Project. The L.A. Innocence Project. Love them. They do great work. Has taken up the notorious case of convicted wife killer... Scott Peterson in new court filings. ABC News has learned exclusively. Uh, Lacey Peterson, who is 27 years old and eight months pregnant, disappeared on Christmas Eve in 2002. Her body was found in San Francisco Bay in April of 2003. Mm -hmm. Scott Peterson, who is now 51 years old, was arrested and charged with first-degree murder and the death of his wife, second-degree murder and the death of their unborn son. Convicted and sentenced to death in 2005, later sentenced to life in prison, without parole. He has long maintained his innocence and claimed he received an unfair trial based on possible jury misconduct. Mm -hmm. Death sentence was ultimately overturned, by the way, so he's spending life in prison. No parole. What, just my guttural immediate reaction to this was um, there's no more dangerous place to be in between a camera and Scott Peterson. True. And number two, there are so many innocence cases uh, we tend to have way more than our fair share, sadly and shockingly, in Kansas and Missouri than I think most people are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. There are so many of those cases that deserve to be looked at. I would ask, why did you pick this one? Is it possible that they know something that we don't? I mean, why would they take it up? 
Now, it's not abnormal for them to do a deep dive on these cases before publicly acknowledging that they're looking at it. And also keep in mind the text line is freaking out right now. It is a different innocence project in L.A. than it is here. Oh, yeah. Of course it is. And I was very clear to point out the L.A. I said it twice. The L.A. Innocence Project. That's who's looking into this case. It is not the same Innocence Project here in Kansas City. I I just, there are so many, um, you know, think about the dark, masked um, home invader years ago before DNA, and then someone snitches on that guy, and then he ends up in prison for life, even though he didn't do it, but because our system is almost impossible to overturn wrongdoings, that person is waiting every single day for someone to look and test that DNA. Those are the cases we should be focusing on. Is it possible? Can we suspend disbelief for just a moment? Is it possible that 20 years ago we all got it wrong and that maybe Scott Peterson is innocent? I'm not saying he is. I remember watching that trial and thinking, oh, man, you're guilty. I, he, he was having an affair with Amber Fry, you may recall. Yeah. I, I would be stunned if somebody else committed that crime. Stunned. Well, the L.A. Innocence Project has taken up the case of Scott Peterson. I would rather retry Casey Anthony, <laughs> which I know we can't do. Wasn't there another Scott Peterson at roughly the same time? Uh, he, was, he was a former police officer. Um, I would have to go back and look. Dang it. I would have to go back and look. I do know the Peterson case. It, it's a mound of circumstantial evidence. A mound. Of circumstantial oh, evidence. Oh, yeah. There's a couple of people on the text line They're saying screaming, that he's, he's innocent. innocent. Yeah. He is innocent. I, 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 you know, I've always said multiple things can be true at the same time. He could be a D-bag. He could be a cheater. He could be all of those things. He could have happened to have taken the boat out for some random reason that day. All of those things can be true. And then also dot, 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 something else it. could be true. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just remember it was a mound of circumstantial evidence against him. Fitness icon Richard Simmons is distancing himself from a new biopic about his life. Did you hear about this? Starring actor and comedian Pauly Shore. In a rare social media statement, the reclusive former weight loss guru and pop culture personality denied having any part in the upcoming film about his life. Hi, everybody. He wrote on Facebook, you may have heard they may be doing a movie about me with Pauly Shore. I have never given my permission for his movie. So don't believe everything you read. I do you know- have to have it? Do you have to have permission to do the biopic? I don't think so. I don't think you do. He's just saying I didn't sign off on it. Right. I'm not getting anything from it. I didn't participate. Can we just be honest for one moment? Pauly Shore doing the commercials for Deal a Meal is going to be um, television gold. It's going to be gold. What's Deal a Meal? You don't remember Deal a Meal? No. The the cards. Oh, Sam, look up the advertisement for Deal a Meal. We're, we're, don't, don't get people, mad at oh me. Oh my gosh, Scott. It was where it was like Richard Simmons diet and fitness program where there were cards and you would deal yourself the cards. And like in the morning, it would say two egg whites. She's commercial shaming you. Oh my gosh. It's one of the most iconic, hilarious, like. N- never heard of it. I mean, it's right up there with uh, 
the ceramic stuff that sprouts the hair, the chia pets. <laughs> deal and now, yes. back to deal a meal with Richard Simmons. Thank you, thank you. We're back. Today we're talking about the fastest growing weight loss program in history. In its first eight weeks, a quarter of a million people started it. What is it, people? Deal a meal. That's right. But you know, I bet a lot of you out there are still wondering, does deal a meal really work? Well, everybody here is on it. What do you think? Does deal a meal work? Yes! You bet it does. Now, listen, I know a lot of you are just eating too much now that the holiday seasons are here, and many of you are feeling guilty about it already. Okay. Well, I say it's time to make an early... You can actually buy an, a, an actual still-in-the-package deal-a-meal, pardon me, pre-owned, for $64.95 on eBay right let me, now. Let me get my credit card. New Year's resolution. It's time for you to start using deal a meal because with deal a meal you can lose weight permanently. It's not a gimmick and it's easy to use. Okay. Deal a meal divides the food. How, how many Holly Shore was born to play this part. No doubt. Period. No doubt. How did Richard Simmons become a fitness guru? I was just going to ask you the exact same he, thing. He's and, not and fit. Do not, do not forget his jazzercise stuff with the with the sparkly oh striped shorts do not forget his appearances on david letterman are comedy gold. on both comedy ends gold. comedy gold yep. he Sorry. was Meet an entertainer enough. he was an entertainer <laughs> he was a comedian and <laughs> don't you remember david letterman pulling out the fire extinguisher yes. and spraying down richard simmons yes. as he was trying to get everybody up and get fit i mean he and dave had this very <laughs> playful comedic love-hate thing going on, and you would tune in to watch it. Speaking of commercials, I tried to send this to you earlier today, but the audio did not come out the way I wanted it. Uh, there's a new Dr. Rick. Oh, I've seen it. With LL Cool J? During the football playoffs. Oh, my gosh. It is gold. Okay, when you turn around, you're going to see someone. You have a turkey and cheese. Let's imagine that LL Cool J has a bubble around him. Do we want to be hey, inside? Hey, I'm Keith. There are some situations that young homeowners turning into their parents just can't handle. Yep, there he is. There's my nephew. Very now, I got a video of him uh, playing piano. That's not how you take a selfie. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto with us. Three, two, one. We don't need a countdown. Just take the picture. What have you got? <laughs> what I love at the beginning, and he goes, when you turn around, there's going to be someone behind you. Let's pretend there's a bubble around that person. LL Cool J. LL Cool J is standing there trying to order. Did you hear on an airplane, was it yesterday, Sam, or two days ago, was it Marshawn Lynch that got on an airplane? And somebody said, are you Marshawn Lynch? And he goes, I'm just trying to get to my seat. Oh. <laughs> As in, please leave me alone. Flying commercial, just let me get to my seat. Would it, would it have been too much trouble for him to say, yes, I am. It's nice to meet you. Did his team win or lose? I don't even think Marshawn Lynch still plays. Uh, he does not. Oh, well, then, according, yeah, he should have been nice. According to this X post, Marshawn Lynch gets on my flight. Guy boarding behind me. Are you Marshawn Lynch? Marshawn, I'm minding my business. That's what it was. I'm minding my business. <laughs> what a jerk. Well. I mean, he's been controversial because of how outspoken he is, so. I don't know. Maybe he was just like, leave me alone. I'm not, I'm not how, being how about, outspoken. How about, how about just, yeah, how you doing, man? Good to meet you. It's kind of funny. Good to see you. You don't, you don't have to be in a bad mood 24 hours a day. Yeah. He just went through the TSA line like the rest of us. Be Let's nice. be honest. All right. Nice. Is it frowned upon, unethical, immoral, illegal, all of those things I'm asking, to eat while you are shopping in a grocery store? 
<laughs> what is that when you do that? And I maybe you steal a grape. Maybe you. Oh, you just called it stealing. Maybe you pop a grape in your mouth. Let's not call it stealing. Is that stealing? And if you are planning to pay for the item, you had a great idea earlier, Scott. You grab a box of Triscuits, and while you are perusing the aisles, you just start munching down. But the, or, pr- the price of the Triscuit doesn't change as you eat more no, Triscuits. No, of course it doesn't. The price of the grapes do. Oh, oh so if it's weighted food, you say it's more frowned upon than prepackaged I, food. I, w- I would argue that if, if you're walking around with a box of Triscuits and you're eating it because you're hungry and you know, you're going to be at the grocery store for 30 minutes, that's one thing. Because when you scan the box of Triscuits, it's still $3.25. Okay. If it, even if it's empty. I like it's where you're going with this. Yeah, I like where you're going with this. But if, if, if bananas are 60 cents a pound, okay? And you and, eat yourself a banana. And you eat two bananas, you just ate a pound of bananas. <laughs> okay. Oh. A mom says she was shamed. Have you seen her, Sam? I have not. For we this have, very thing. We have breaking news. Oh. Say breaking news. Oh. Uh, the John- Jackson County Legislature had voted to put the proposal on the April ballot for a tax extension for the stadiums. Frank White just exercised his veto power. Oh, God. According to Bob Fesco, they do not currently have the six votes needed oh to override veto. I just veto. wanted to talk about Triscuits and Grapes. Well, I, I bet there's... Save that for later. Uh, triscuits and Grapes. Um... Well, hang on. Let's make. We asked this in the newsroom the other day. The Jackson it. County Legislator can. No, the Jackson County Executive. Executive can veto what the legislature he, he has, he has, did. He has enormous power, and then they have to override it with how many votes, Sam? I think it's seven. Uh, they need six. Six. Okay. How now many? it did pass eight to one initially, but Bob Fesco says they currently just word from Bob Fesco. Says they currently don't have the six needed. Which means there's nothing on the April ballot. Which means the Royals are gone. Oh, God. And maybe the Chiefs. Is Frank White trying to commit political suicide? He made the claim that it's not a good deal for the taxpayers. By the way, this Neither comes, were the property taxes that were inflated. Wow, this comes on point. the tail end of the Truman Sports or the Jackson County Sports Complex Authority sending out a 20-page letter of intent earlier this week. Okay. That's not looking so good anymore. All right, let's make we're, we're let's way get, late we're on way this. We're way late. We'll get Fesco in here. Let's do Jackson County now. We'll do stealing grapes at 4. <sighs> All right, let's just move. have a good day. And then you brought up Scott Peterson. It's all been crap since. 913-586-7798. It's his favorite song. Why not? Well, we have some breaking news this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, the Jackson County Legislature had placed on an 8-to-1 vote a ballot measure, a tax extension that presumably would keep the Kansas City Royals and the Kansas City Chiefs in Jackson County. The Royals would move downtown, presumably. Chiefs would stay out at the, at the Truman Sports Complex. Both would get new stadiums. Jackson County Executive Frank White has just vetoed that ballot measure. Bob Fesco from 610 Sports. Uh, broke this story and joins us on the KMBZ hotline. Hello, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hey, how are you guys doing? Well, good. It's a good time to remind everybody the power that that office wields. And uh, Frank White, your elected official, it seems to me just put up a gigantic middle finger to the teams. Am I wrong? 
No, I mean, what, what do you expect from a 255 career hitter who thinks he should belong in the Hall of Fame? I mean, I, I don't expect anything different, you know, out of Frank White throughout all of this. He, he was, you know, against this the entire time. And the sad part, guys, is that this should have been a vote that could go to the people of Jackson County for them to vote on. It's up to the citizens of Jackson County. It's not up to Frank White. It's not up to anybody else that's serving on, you know, the, the, the legislator or anything like that. It is up to the citizens to vote on this. And it got to the point where it was approved eight to one. Now, the Jackson County legislature can veto the veto, if you will, if they have six votes. I'm told there are five votes right now. They need one more. And there are people by the name of Megan Marshall, Jalen Anderson, Janine Lorer, and Sean Smith, who apparently are either on the fence or siding with the uh, with the county executive in all of this, and not even putting it on the ballot and letting the people vote. And I think that is just deplorable. What are the odds that the Chiefs and Royals now stay in Jackson County? Well, I, I, that's a great question, Scott. I, I don't know, but I know today because of this veto. There is is um, a good possibility that both of these teams do leave Jackson County, and Jackson County, Missouri, will be left without two franchises, which are the two biggest attractions in Jackson County and two of the biggest attractions uh, for tourism in the state of Missouri. And and they're on the cusp of of losing that. I'm sure Laura Kelly is on the phone right now uh, with uh, with Mark Donovan, the president of the Chiefs, saying, "All right, we got some star bonds. Let's get this thing done." And uh, I'm going to, as uh, as Henri once said in Cheers, I'm going to steal your girlfriend, Woody. <laughs> and so I think we're getting the situation where Kansas is going, I'm going to steal the Chiefs, Missouri. And we are going to possibly now see a border war uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. What it means for the Royals, I, I don't know what that means for the Royals right now. And that's devastating to me uh, because baseball is my favorite sport. I do not want to see this team relocate to Nashville, but I would think okay. right now anything is on the table. You, you just mentioned Nashville. That that name has come up on our text line several times in the last couple of minutes. Is there a real threat that the Royals, if they don't get a deal with Jackson County or with one of the other surrounding counties, leaves for Tennessee? Well, Tennessee has an ownership group in place, and they're number one on the list for an expansion team in Major League Baseball. I think baseball wants to get to two more teams. But if the Royals can't get their stadium situation figured out, Major League Baseball is not going to sit around like they did for Oakland and wait 25 years for a stadium you know, plan to be resolved. And so if John Sherman and his ownership group decide that they want to, quote, unquote, sell the team because they can't get a new stadium done and somebody from Nashville buys it and relocates them there, there's nothing we can do about that. Now, I think that's dire straits. I think that is like the end of the road. But I think with this veto today, we have to start preparing for the worst and wonder what truly is going to happen to the Royals. Because when John Sherman bought this baseball team, he bought it as a lifelong Kansas City and to give back to the city to help, you know, keep this ball club here in Kansas City to get that new stadium done. And if he can't get that new stadium done and it becomes a fight, he may just have to wash his hands with it. He's got a lot of investors that may just say, hey, John, we want our money back. And, and again, guys, I, 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 that's a dire straits type of move. They're going to explore all possible options here in the Kansas City area. But, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if both of these teams are in Kansas, the, the, the Chiefs out at Legends, and maybe the Royals out in Overland Park. I mean, they could do what the Braves did and build the battery in the suburbs of you know, Atlanta and, and go from there. 
Wow. When when do these leases end? Is it 2030? In 2030 or 2031, yeah, right, right in in, okay. in that you know okay. uh, realm. So it's it's not like we're talking years from now. I, I feel like guys, it was just yesterday that they signed these leases, and we had that mm-hmm. original vote to update these stadiums, and that was back in like '04, maybe I think is when that took place. So I mean, the, the time goes fast, and you have to act, and you have to react, and you have to keep up with the Joneses, and. Kauffman Stadium has outlived its usefulness for Major League Baseball, and there's no way that the Royals can be a competitive baseball team when you see what other towns are doing for their baseball stadiums. I mean, I was talking to somebody yesterday, an, an older guy, and you know, Scott, like us old people, we don't like change, but this was this was an older guy who just got back from, from Wrigley Field, and he said, man, what they've done is awesome up there. It's so cool. I go, exactly. That's what they want Kauffman Stadium, the new Kauffman Stadium, to be like, a place where you can go 365 days a year, and the ball club is constantly generating revenue to put back in the team. I feel bad for John Sherman. In my mind, John Sherman is a wonderful man who's trying to do great things for Kansas City. The man's putting in a billion dollars to buy the team, and then another billion to help fund the new stadium and ballpark, and Frank White gives him the middle finger? Come on now. Bob Fesco from 610 Sports. I know you've got some family events to attend to at 3.30, so we'll let you run. Thank you for jumping on with us very quickly. Thank you for sharing your breaking news. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me. That is Bob Fesco from 610 Sports. Straight ahead, uh, Dave Helling, long, long time, decades-long journalist in Kansas City that just wrote an opinion piece on this about a week ago, will join us straight ahead. What does this mean, and how great of a day is this for Governor Laura Kelly. Stick with us for that. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, we've got breaking news this afternoon. Jackson County Executive Frank White has vetoed a ballot initiative that was supposed to go on the ballot or could have gone on the ballot in April that would have extended the 3 8 cent sales tax for the Royals and the Chiefs to build or renovate their stadiums in Jackson County. I believe the Royals would get a new stadium somewhere downtown and the Chiefs would renovate Arrowhead and then turn 
the Truman Sports Complex into an entertainment district of sorts. Uh, but Frank White, as of this afternoon, in fact, within the last hour, has vetoed putting that on the ballot in April. Uh, Dana's former work husband, a position that I have now assumed, and former Kansas City Star reporter and editorial board member Dave Helling joining us on the KMBZ Newsline. Hello, Dave. Hey, hey, Scott, and I wish you two nothing but happiness. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you, you handed off that baton, my friend. Uh, I'm going to read from I'm going to read from your own words here, Dave, because you wrote about this a couple weeks ago in the Star. You said, barring any last minute hiccups, always a possibility in our region. Jackson County voters will decide in April whether they want to extend that tax until 2071. A monumental decision, you wrote. The three-eighths cent sales tax would easily generate more than $2 billion over its 40-year term. Money that could be used to pay off borrowing for the stadiums. That's a lot of cash. And then you went on to kind of defend the voters' position in your piece. Are you surprised today to hear about the veto? And then what does this mean moving forward? Well, I'm not surprised. I think uh, Frank White has hinted uh, Dana for some time that uh, he didn't want to go to the ballot in April. The story's not over, of course. The legislature could override his veto Monday in time for the Tuesday deadline. It will take six votes to do that on the nine-member legislature. Today, three members of the legislature issued this. This is the more important development than the veto. Three members of the legislature issued a statement saying they would vote not to override. So if those uh, those votes stick, then you would need one more vote, no, and indeed they would not then be on the April ballot for Chiefs and Royals. It's right at the margin. It's now six to three. One more legislator voting no, it would become five to four, and the veto would be sustained. So that's the politicking over the weekend to try and see if the Royals – and chiefs can put some pl- uh, pressure on uh, the remaining legislators to uh, override the veto and go ahead and vote in April. It's going to be some high-stakes poker for the next 96 hours. If this veto, Dave, is not overridden, does this all but send the chiefs over to Kansas and the royals to God knows where? Oh, no, no, no. You've got now it doesn't mean, I mean, it's still a possibility and maybe more likely. But it's not essential. The, the leases, the current leases, don't extend, uh, expire until 2031. So you've got seven years to try and do something. But the Chiefs really want to go this April, go on the ballot, because they feel like they have a commitment from the state of Missouri and Mike Parson, Governor Mike Parson, to contribute substantially uh, to renovations at Arrowhead, in part because of the World Cup and in part because Parson is a Chiefs fan. It's the only NFL team in Missouri. And so they think they've got a lot of money riding on the governor's view. And remember, he's a lame duck. If he goes away, the next time the uh, the Chiefs want money for the stadiums, it might be a much more difficult ask from a Jay Ashcroft or some of the other people who are running. So this is the year they want to get it done. And in fact, Wednesday, the governor's budget will be released and one assumes that the money for at least the World Cup and maybe the stadiums will be part of that budget. So the Chiefs want to go in April. The Royals have a little more flexibility, but they don't want to go alone. They don't want to go without the Chiefs for obvious reasons. The Chiefs are very popular right now. 
The Royals may be less so. And so I think they want to go at the same time as the football team. The football team really wants to go in April. That's why I say the next 96 hours will be some really heavy lobbying downtown. So, so when does Kansas step in if those conversations aren't already happening? Because if you're Laura Kelly, you're saying, look, we've heard about what's going on over there. The water is fine over here. You can break ground tomorrow. I mean, is are we there yet? Well, uh, Kansas has the money, but remember, just this week, someone suggested that Kansas kick in $20 million for the World Cup, and the uh, uh, Republican legislators acted like they'd been shot in the stomach in Kansas just to come up with $20 million, to come up with a billion dollars for a new stadium or more uh, in Kansas looks like an extraordinarily difficult ask. And that doesn't mean it won't happen or can't happen, but uh, I think what will happen if they don't go on the ballot in April is that negotiations will continue. I've said for some time I think they'll go to the ballot in November this year. A big turnout. The Chiefs will have played all their games. The Royals may or may not be successful. That seems like, and it gives everybody a chance to answer some of the questions that, Dana, I pointed out in my column haven't been answered. And the same questions are being asked by legislators now. Where are the leases? Where do you want to go? How much does it cost? How much are you kicking in? All of those questions remain unanswered. You know, for all the people that will blame Frank White for this hiccup, uh, the teams bear some responsibility, too, because they have had a chance for the last year and a half to negotiate these issues and have failed to do so. And now here we are at the 11th hour with many unanswered questions and it's ready-made for someone to say, hold up, let's wait for another vote sometime in the future. Dave, can you foresee a scenario where the Chiefs end up on the April ballot without the Royals and the Royals never end up with a vote? Well, they've talked about that uh, at uh, uh, on the county legislature level, letting the Chiefs go on their own and then the Royals would go on their own. Now, uh, you know, the Royals always have the chance of going to Clay County, although they told Clay County to get lost in this <laughs> current environment. Uh, uh, one of the commissioners up in Clay County said today that the, that the Royals ask in Clay County was $1.35 billion for a stadium in Clay County. That's uh, money from the county and the city of North Kansas City and then $300 million from the state. That's an enormous amount for Clay County to swallow. Yeah. And so that's not – it doesn't seem like a likely option, although it's always a bailout position. But I, I think, uh, just based on conversations, that the Royals and Chiefs would like to go together. They would like to extend the tax. That's the easiest path fold in some state money, maybe the city. We still don't have any answer from Mayor Quentin Lucas about what money, if any, the state might want or the city might contribute. Those questions are just unanswered and should have been answered nine months ago yeah. uh, before you get to this position where Avita holds everything uh, you know, by a thread. Real, real quick, Dave, two quick questions. If this does not end up on the ballot in April, and it's looking badly now for it, when would the next chance be? That's question number one, and I'll let you go and answer that. Yeah, you could go in August. Okay. Uh, there will be a, a primary ballot in August in Missouri, and you could go then. 
The deadline for that, I think, is at the end of May. So that gives you whatever time you need for for uh, negotiations. Or you could go in November. They're afraid of November because it's a presidential election year. Mm -hmm. And the turnout would be enormous uh, for that election. And there is a feeling that the fewer voters who go to the polls, the better chance the tax extension. Well, and that, that, and that, well, real quick, that led me into my next question, Dave. What if you had to put a percentage to it? If they put this in front of voters today, isn't the general feeling that most voters would say, we don't even know what we're voting on? No. Well, that's the concern. Now, I, there is still time between now and April to answer some of these questions. And as I've written and said many times, Voters will not approve a tax, nor should they approve a tax, without major questions answered like, where does it go? How much does it cost? What do you want to do with Arrowhead? People always say, well, they want to do renovations. What does that mean? You know, is that heated seats? Is it a statue? Is it what would the renovations be? And, and, and should the public pay for it? None of those questions have been answered, none. And so the Royals and Chiefs would have a hell of a campaign to run between now and April. And so this latest uh, uh, hiccup, as I say, uh, will necessitate some real, real discussions over the weekend. And then Monday we'll see what happens. That's when the story will be told to see if there are enough votes to override. Well, well, how about this for renovations? How about a roof, a retractable roof, so that Dana and her friend Carrie don't have to sit out in negative eight-degree weather to That's watch right. the Chiefs. Well, We're not the Bills nobody here. wants that. I mean, uh, Dana in eight-degree negative weather is just a, a tragedy to think about. But <laughs> it's, just, it's um, inhumane, Dave. It is. I think it for the whole country. I think the whole country would object to that. But there are rumors that the Chiefs want a roof on Arrowhead and that that's what they want to spend the money on. They haven't ever confirmed that. You'll remember that in 2006 – a roof for Arrowhead was specifically on the ballot, and it lost. That's right. And so what a lot of people are afraid of is that this goes on the ballot, and the Chiefs come out and say, oh, by the way, we want a roof after Election Day. Yeah. And so people will be voting on a, you know, sort of a promise, a vague promise of renovations, and that the Chiefs are using this as sort of a surreptitious way to get what they want without actually having voters do it now. Do I believe that's true? I don't know. But the fact is, in the public arena, boys and girls, you have to tell the voters the truth. You can't just uh, sneak things by them, certainly not in Jackson County and certainly not in this way. And, Dana, that's what I think my column was trying to say, that you, you, there are too many questions out there for voters to just go blindly to the polls and say yes. Yep. And now the question is whether they still have that chance in April whether the Chiefs and Royals will answer questions over the next couple of days or whether the Frank White veto will stick. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, reporter in Kansas City history, Dave Helling. Thank you for joining us. Always appreciate you your bet, time. guys. Be well, you my bet. friend. All right, take care. Yeah. Telephone number is 913-586-7798. 586-7798. We'll get to your calls, your comments in just a moment. That's the same number for the text line. If that is your preference, Dana Wright, Scott Parks on KMBZ. Well, let me address it if I could very quickly. I'm not mad, but I did take issue with it. A text that came in about 30 minutes ago. You two, that's you and me, you two are Kansas residents who will never pay the tax on the stadiums. Please, 
stopped acting like this is the end of the world when there are seven years left on the lease. Let me, let me do this very quickly. Dana and I are slowly but surely coming to the opinion that there is a distinct possibility, certainly not a certainty, that the Chiefs might end up in Wyandotte County out by the, by the Speedway. If that's the case, anybody who goes to the new Arrowhead, if it is built in the Legends area, would pay for those star bonds that are issued. Star bonds that have already been talked about in Kansas to lure the Chiefs over are paid for by the sales taxes generated by that development. So beer sales, hot dog sales, parking, whatever, those sales taxes would be used to pay off the state's portion of the stadium if, and it's a huge if, the Chiefs were to move to Wyandotte County. But that would be presumably backed by the state and not by the county. And the state of Kansas has this wonderful new thing called legal sports betting that is just padding the pockets. Promo code Dana. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Nice. I, I, I totally forgot about that part. They've, they, they're setting aside uh, 10% uh, of all sports betting revenue in the state uh, of Kansas. A, a, a listener on Twitter is that. taking uh, exception to us, Scott, because we haven't read the economic study and says uh, that you're dumb enough to believe that the teams actually give great economic impact to our area. I'm not only worried about the economic quantifiable impact you can't forget about the unquantifiable impact of having professional sports in your town. Mm-hmm. Look at what happened to St. Louis. Look at what happened to Oakland. My God. And I, do I think we're going to lose the teams? No. I think there's going to be some moving around. Uh, you, you don't actually think it would be good for our area to lose the Royals to Nashville. No one, no one could actually think that. Based on extensive review and research, it has been concluded that there is a general positive economic impact on cities that have an NFL franchise due to the enormous amount of business gained by the surrounding areas. Well, I'm just talking about the other side impacts mm-hmm. of uh, civic pride and reputation. city reputation. And I'm going to be honest. Do you honestly think that Kansas City would be on all of these top five and ten lists of the places to go? The New York Times, one of the top places to visit in 2024, listed Kansas City. Do you think all of that would have happened prior to Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs, the NFL draft, now the World Cup? All of that is momentum. You, you, you can't put that on a spreadsheet. Quick break. Dan's got the news coming up in two minutes. Sam Stevie the third. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.